This is an ABC podcast. Do you not believe what's just happened to me? What? I just had a message on Facebook Marketplace. Yeah. I'm selling some Doc Martens. These are boots, if you're not aware. Um, And someone has just messaged me and said, this is really weird, but I would love to meet up with you right now at a park and pay you $50 to lick the soles of these boots. (laughs) Pip! That's your dream! Okay, for anyone listening, Pip is obsessed with her being on Wikipedia. (laughs) This is your dream. I know. All you talk about (laughs) All I talk about is my wiki feet page. page. Like, honestly, <laughs> Google it. It's amazing. But I, um, I've i always been interested in this because, I don't know, I've just had this little community of feet lovers around me for a couple of years now. And now someone's offering to pay. And honestly. What are you going to say? Well, I replied. Obviously. What did you say? I said, hold on. <laughs> Let me get the message up. I said, would I, would I be wearing them while you lick them? A oh, fair said, question. You need to know. He said, yeah, haha. And he said, I can buy your boots too if you'd like. What How you much think? are the boots? I'm selling them for like $200. These are, so at this these point, are he's offering $250 for the boots and to lick. Honestly, I negotiated from there because I didn't feel like the $50 was enough to lick. Babe, you're worth $200 for a lick. Okay, so I, I said $150 for 60 seconds of licking and he straight away was like no in capitals like i'm not even joking in capitals wow does he know who you are you're on wiki feet i know not he clearly doesn't know what i am but we we can't go on about this right now <laughs> i think this is for a whole episode on foot fetishes we we'll save it for sa- another yeah, day we we'll have to save it for another day because we oh. have to talk about quiet quitting in relationships You've probably heard of this term before because it's been really popular for the last six months where people have decided that they're quite quitting their jobs and their careers, where they're basically just giving the bare minimum, not going above and beyond, just meeting that really low expectation or standard and then sort of like piecing out and being like, no, my job is not my life. It's not going to take over who I am. And you don't pay me enough for me to care enough. So it's kind of like this thing called quiet quitting. Mm, I feel like it's as well. It's really targeted at Gen Z. Like, it's it's pretty much used in a context of people being like, oh, rolling their eyes. Like, fucking millennials and Gen Z like don't know how to work. They don't have work ethic. Blah blah blah. Anyway, <laughs> I can tell I feel very passionate about. It. I can tell. Um, a t- TikToker who you might know, Dan Hensel. Do you think that's how you say his name? I guess Hens- so. Hensel. 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 Dan Hensel referred to quite quitting. As quiet dumping. So he spoke about how it happens in relationships as well. Is when your partner chooses to only do the bare minimum required to date you without you breaking up with them. They're no longer going above and beyond for you. They've totally lost interest, but they don't want to be the ones to break it off. So they are showing up every day for you, but they're not really showing up. They're acting like a partner on paper. They're doing everything that a partner does. And to other people, it probably seems like everything's fine. But you know that that spark is gone. That's something that I think a lot of people obviously resonated with because I saw this in my feed and I was like, oh, this is a new take on this idea of quiet quitting. And I had never thought of it in a relationship context, but it does kind of make sense. Yeah, it really struck a chord with a lot of people because I think what we have known just from doing this show is that when you give a name to something, whether it's breadcrumbing, ghosting, quiet quitting, work fishing, people just go, 
Yes, <laughs> that is happening to me. So that's what we're going to get into in this episode. We're going to figure out how to spot if quiet quitting is happening in your relationship and how to properly break up with someone because I feel like people, a lot of people are quiet quitting because they just don't know how to have that conversation. I think when you hear at least Dan's definition of quiet quitting, some people might be listening and just going, oh, well, that's just like ghosting, right? But it's not. It's completely different. Yeah. Ghosting is where you are completely pieced out. You'll never hear from them again. But quiet quitting is where somebody is lingering in the relationship, just really giving the lowest percentage of care <laughs> and They're attendance. Tapped out. They are They're clocked out. <laughs> they are not there. Um, and yeah, it's really interesting because... I feel like I might be a quiet quitter or I have maybe quiet quitting tendencies potentially. In what way? So you know how like when people process breakups, I definitely think I'm the kind of person that processes it without telling the other person my feelings. And then I like kind of go through the motions by myself. I don't really tell them what's going on with me. And then I almost feel ready to break up with somebody and then I do it and then they're kind of a bit blindsided and they're like, what? I'm like, yeah, sorry. I was feeling like some type of way a while ago, but now I'm good and now I'm telling you and we're done. Oof. I know. Okay. I feel bad. No, I feel like that's such a common experience for a lot of people. I think I'm the yeah. one who's been quite quitted on. <laughs> like, right, you yeah. know, when you can tell someone's just kind of pulling back yeah they're giving less and I feel like it creates this cycle of me giving more and more and more to try and get them back Mm. you know and then they end up pulling more and more away yeah completely and couples therapist Jill Jarde explains my experience perfectly it's probably like the kind of pulling away from the relationship so you know they're a lot more avoidant they're probably you know disengaged they are distant and that can be you know physically distant from you so that might be around you know sex and intimacy or just you know like their usual affection um, towards you and that might be also kind of emotionally so they just don't seem interested anymore So that's some of the ways that they might be distancing themselves emotionally, but there's also certain relationship behaviours that they might be doing as well. Even things as simple as like, like acknowledging each other. Do you know what I mean? Like if you kind of get home or maybe you call each other after work or maybe there's kind of certain things that you do together that all of a sudden that just, you know, they're cancelling you know, they're not committing to doing things with you, whether those are kind of social things. I find with quiet quitters, like when it comes to doing things, the two of you in particular, they tend to be quite reluctant to want to engage in anything because they can tend to be quite passive aggressive. I think you will notice it in their language communication, lack of communication. You might feel like they're ignoring you. You might feel like they're minimizing kind of what you're saying. You might feel like you're not communicating as much. They might be, might feel like they're more secretive. Like I think, you know, in some of these cases, you might be sitting there going like, are they cheating on me? Like what is what is kind of going on? Um, we're feeling more like strangers than we are feeling lovers. I think as well, Pip, whether it's, you know, certain relationship behaviours or if the person's pulling away, sometimes it can just be as simple as a gut feeling. I think for me, if you can be quite sensitive, you can kind of pick up 
on the person's behavior. Like you can tell that something's shifted. It's like a really strong gut feeling. You will know when you're experiencing quiet quitting when things just feel, I think initially it just feels very different. Like it just feels colder um, than what it normally is. Like whatever your normal or baseline is in your relationship. Like I think that's when, I think that's the feeling or the experience of it. I, I do think though, um, if I'm being honest, it's not as clear cut. Um, it can be conscious. So it can be, I think, done um, purposely. But I think also sometimes our like behaviours can be unconscious as well. We might not realise the extent of um, what we're putting out to our partner. We're also not talking about when you have to emotionally distance yourself or disengage from a relationship for safety reasons. So, you know, maybe you're in an abusive relationship um, or toxic relationship. That's not quite quitting. Just for the record, that's safety. Yeah, like you're 100%. Just being safe. Yeah, and even with all of this in mind, it is really confusing because there can be so many mixed signals going on at the same time and Zara got in touch with us about it and she says that her boyfriend was acting really weird before they break up. So the final few months of our relationship, I, I'd noticed that he was just a bit distant and he used to give me sort of random gifts all the time. I think that was one of his sort of love languages was gift giving. He'd write me little notes and things like that. And yet he just kind of stopped doing that stuff a little bit and I picked up on it, but I have, I'm quite an anxious person. So I thought, oh, maybe that's just my anxiety thoughts. You know, that's a little voice in my head telling me, oh, he doesn't love you anymore which made it all the more hard when I found out that that is what was happening. He was sort of drifting away. He was losing interest in the relationship. And he kept telling me during this time, like, I love you so much. I love you so much. Like even the day that we broke up that morning, he said, you know, have a lovely day. I love you so much. It was nasty. It was, it made me feel really crazy. I I like doubted myself a lot, especially because I was picking up on what he was doing, this sort of quiet quitting thing, but he was, reassuring me all the time verbally and I just felt kind of crazy. Okay, I've just got to jump in here to say that is gaslighting. That is 100% gaslighting. And this is what we're talking about, Pip, that gut feeling. Like she had that feeling. Yeah. And he's like, no, 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 everything's fine. Deny, deny, deny. Oh, my God. I was like, so what What happened? This feels really random. And he said, oh, you know, like I've just, I've been feeling like this for a while. I just don't love you enough anymore. And I said, how long is a while? And he goes, oh, maybe about six months. And I was like, are you joking? That's a whole quarter of our relationship. Fuck you. It's really hard to hear as well that he was just like reassuring her even on the day of. It's like how blindsided would you be at that point? And six months prior, already knowing exactly how he's feeling. Yeah. And the really upsetting thing was Zara thought this guy was the love of her life. Yeah. She, she was like, I can see us getting married. Like, this is going to be us forever. It's just so awful. Yeah. And we're going to address that gaslighting stuff in a second as well. So if this is you, stick around. That is coming up. Pip, before you were talking about how you might be a quiet quitter because you might have fallen out of love with that person and you start processing the breakup early to kind of work through your feelings. But I think there can be so many different reasons why people do it. Yeah, and I think before we can treat this and give you some advice on how to work through it, we got to get to the root cause. So let's go through a couple of those reasons. And Jill had so much to say on this. I think there are times in relationships when you feel like you've been, you know, like you've tried to explain something multiple times. 
um, and you're just not feeling heard or you're not seeing changes based on what your requests are. I think there might be also times when there's just kind of a lot of conflict and you can just feel completely over it. Like, you know, like just the relationship drama is on an all-time high and it feels like it has been for a minute. You don't really know what to do. You feel like you've kind of tried everything you possibly can and you're not kind of going or getting anywhere. And I think in those moments, some people tend to just withdraw. They don't want to break up, don't know what to do, but they kind of just like maybe it's a, like a self-protective behaviour or a way to kind of conserve your energy as well. I think in those types of cases, you might unknowingly be doing that. Yeah, this totally happened to Jess. She basically got to the point where she was just like, fuck it, I'm done. And she was the quiet quitter. So her and her partner were together for six years. Her partner had some issues with alcohol and partying and he kept the classic vibe. He kept promising to change his behaviour, but he never did. He also cheated. So she basically just quite quit the relationship. I think at the end of the day, my heart wasn't really in it. And so over the course of probably 12 months, I just sort of did exactly that. I just withdrew you know, physically and probably very much emotionally to the point where we were just, you know, roommates who sort of just orbited around one another um, and would do things together. But there was, you know, there was no intimacy. There was no real connection um, there anymore. I really feel for Jess here because I can completely understand why she needed to do this. Like, as Jill said, it's like that self-protective mode where you just need to like armor yourself. It's like a mixture of disappointment, low self-esteem and just giving up. Yeah, like you're just barely coping, but you don't have the energy to get yourself out of that situation. And that's really hard. And yeah, Jess said it took a while for the relationship to eventually end because they were just so shit at talking to each other. At the time, neither of us were very good at communicating. And I think I can really recognize that now um, upon reflection that communication was a massive weakness for that relationship. And it was sort of, you know, those really challenging conversations were very much swept under the rug and we just avoided conflict, I would say. I think when when the relationship came to an end, he was very much shocked and surprised that, you know, I was ready to just apparently walk away from everything without really discussing it. Jill says this is so common in relationships. She reckons people use this as their go-to method to break up because so many people just suck at communicating and dealing with conflict. So you might not be really good with confrontation. You might not be good with like, you know, like emotions or you might not be. Some some people aren't really good at articulating their needs and they tend to, even though they can't actually like verbally tell you, they do it behaviourally. and those behaviours are kind of like the quiet quitting behaviours. Like their partner is like, why am I being iced out? What have I done? Like what's going on? I keep on asking you. I'm trying really hard, but I'm not getting anything. Do you know another reason why people quiet quit as well is because there's this really big overarching narrative in society that if you're in a relationship, that's goals, that's success. You found your person and you should stick with it. And if you're single you're a failure and no one loves you, right? So hundred percent. When we when we posted about this on our Instagram at Triple J the Hookup, a lot of you basically said that you stayed in a relationship for years, even if you had completely fallen out of love with that person, or you put up with behavior like Jess because you were so scared of being alone. Because like Pip said, it's more important to be in a relationship than it is to be single. Which is totally not true, but I have a feeling that 
I might be that person because I think that my style of quiet quitting, if you will, is someone who just doesn't really want to be alone. Like I'm scared of the consequence of breaking up in case that person was the one. But I know in my gut and my heart that it's not right, but I can't, I just can't force myself to like break it off because I'm just... It's so hard. I don't know. I know. I get like so anxious about it. And yeah, Jill said that this is also another really common thing. What you find is in their heads, they've broken up almost. They've come up with a plan about what that's going to be like. They've thought about what their lives are going to be like. But I just think, A, if if you struggle with confrontation, that's going to be hard for you. If you think, I don't know how to disappoint or let down my partner. I don't know how to do that. The other thing that I was going to say is breaking up sucks and sometimes like I think for you know some of us even though you might not be happy in a relationship the the prospect of what life would look like without that person is way too scary and terrifying that you would rather stay in an unhappy space and in addition to that like you know there is the the, the fear of being alone oh this really reminds me of another quiet quitter Tara. From pretty much day one, I found that I wasn't really physically or emotionally connected or attracted to him. But on paper, he looked really good. So I just kept telling myself and kind of lying to myself and saying, oh no, but he's really good on paper. He's a great guy. He's everything you've wanted. I noticed that I was pretty much, I wasn't drawing back, but I was actually sabotaging it in a way that was sort of unknown to me and to him so I would I would sort of bring up in conversations I'd say things like oh so how are you finding the relationship at the moment or are you okay like you know if you, if you want to end things I totally understand and he'd be like no 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 I'm, I'm, I'm really happy with how things are going and it's going well for me and I'd sort of silently sit there going okay So Tara says that he ended up breaking up with her eventually. I think he kind of cottoned on. He realized that she wasn't that emotionally invested. And now in hindsight, Tara realized why she stuck through this relationship. I think it was a mixture of difficulty with confrontation and also just being afraid of being alone. But But I didn't want to be alone, but I didn't want to be with him. I totally relate to Tara in this, like the being alone thing. I don't know, like it's just a big fear factor for me. And I've had friends who have had that as well. But as she was saying before, like she was dating this guy because he was good on paper. But like, I feel like that's the excuse, like not to be single. Like you just want to be with somebody because you just can't be by yourself. They're hot. They might have the same values as you. They might be the same interest, same friend group. So it makes sense. Mm. But... Like we've been saying through this whole episode, the gut, don't lie. Yes. Another sign of not wanting to be alone is also jumping ship really quickly and getting into a relationship with someone else straight after something's ended. Ooh, which we have done a whole episode on, I think about, ooh, a month ago. Yeah. What? How to deal with your ex moves on really quickly. <laughs> yeah, and Brady is that guy. He jumped into a new relationship after a long-term one had just finished up, but he realised he wasn't ready, so he quietly quit the new one. I've been in this relationship about four months after a long-term relationship, and I thought I was ready for it, but I wasn't. So I emotionally detached myself from her while trying to figure out how to break up with her. I told her I was struggling a bit and needed to have some time to think about stuff, and I just like sort of never really got back to that emotional stage and 
I think she understood where I was going with it and that's why she split up with me first. If you're hearing this right now and you're like, oh my God, this is me. I've, <laughs> I've heard all the signs. Someone is quite quitting in my relationship. What do you do? Pip, we talk about it all the time mm. on this show. But Jill says you've got to just talk to them about it. You know, be really honest, transparent, have that chat. And we know you're probably sick of hearing that advice. And you're thinking, I just want the script. Give me the words. Don't worry. We got you. Hey, listen, I don't know what's going on. I feel like I've tried to kind of talk to you about this. I don't think we're going anywhere. But your behavior is making me feel like X. Because I think if you've, when you're on the receiving end of like quiet quitting, it, it, it hurts. It's, it's behavior that you're kind of feeling really rejected. I find that, you know, these partners tend to probably put in more energy, right? Because you're trying to like fix things and trying to get back on the same page and you're just falling on deaf ears. But I think, you know, it, it is important to articulate your needs and one of your needs is like, there's two people in this relationship. This is not a one way, you know, like thing. I just need to let you know that in you kind of like you're ignoring me or whatever, that's really hurting my feelings. I don't appreciate that. If I have done something, you need to let me know what that is. But what, this is what I want to know. What if you're like Zara, who we heard from before, and you're trying to have this conversation with your partner and they're just gaslighting you. Oh, yeah. Obviously, it can really mess with your head. So Jill mm. reckons if you start recognizing this in your relationship, address it straight away because if they deny, it's enough of a reason to question their character, really. I don't know about your listeners, but sometimes when you're being gaslit, firstly, sometimes you don't realize it in the moment. Like I actually genuinely think sometimes you think, oh, you kind of go along with it and be like, oh, maybe isn't me. And then you really think about it and go, no. I'm not going crazy. I have experienced like these kind of behaviors from you. I think in those moments, like I think just kind of putting it back on them. And I think it's probably telling of who you're in a relationship with. If you are with someone, if you're in a relationship with someone where they kind of are manipulating you and kind of not able to hear, you know, your experiences of them, then I'd probably kind of question who you're with. Do you know what I mean? Like we all deserve to be heard regardless of whether we don't agree. I just want to touch on what Jill said about sometimes when you are being gaslit, you might not realise because it could be years of being gaslit. So at that point, you just have no awareness of what's real and what isn't. The best thing that we can tell you is to check with friends, check with family, tell them what's happening in regards to the conversations between you and your partner and get their perspective because I think that's really helpful for them to be like, oh, no, that's that's gaslighting. Yeah. And you can get some awareness. But also check out our episode on it. Did we do an episode on gaslighting? Did we not? I don't know. <laughs> I thought we did. I don't know if we did. I'm keeping this in. <laughs> <laughs> hey, this is just Pip in the edit. Uh, just jumping in here to say we actually don't have a gaslighting episode. I was wrong. But we do have an online article at triplej.net.au. It's called How to Spot and Escape Gaslighting in Your Relationship. I will tell Dee that we need to put this episode topic on the list. Thank you so much. Let's keep going. Okay, so Dee, I... <laughs> 
can't wrap my head around this because I'm trying to think of like the solution to this problem. If someone is quite quitting in a relationship, does this mean that you actually have to break up with them or not? Like, It's kind of a weird one because if it's someone who is quite quitting and they're trying to get you to break up, that's what they want, right? Yeah, which is annoying because it's like, oh, do I have to? Like now I feel like I've been forced. Yeah, but should you, shouldn't you just end things because you're obviously not getting what you want out of the relationship? Like your needs aren't getting met at all? Yeah, I think absolutely. And it's not also just not getting your needs met. You're with someone who's unable to navigate difficulty in their relationship with you. This is not going to be the first drama that you have. Like the other things will keep coming up. So I think if you are with someone who is not able to meet your needs in that way, in terms of like you know be mature and be present then yeah I'd be like I'd be thinking is this really the relationship I want for me and for most of us that's a no yeah I don't want to date a baby she but I am a baby (laughs) you're like I am that person I love the harshness of Jill she's what we need I need her constantly I need her on speed dial because it's like true why would you waste your time with someone who is clearly not invested in the relationship or cares about you yeah completely and especially if it's been like a really long drawn out thing it's like how much pain do you want to put yourself through but that being said I feel like there might be some cases of quiet quitting where it's not a complete death wish on the relationship And here's what Jill had to say. There's been nothing, no change, no ups and downs. It's been consistent or it seems to be more of a like more, you know, more intense, like things just seem to be kind of getting worse. Um, So those kind of couples, I'd say it's probably a very different conversation. But if it's kind of, you know, like the quiet quitting is because of, you know, a conflict that you kind of had or something, people sometimes like they just kind of, not that they get over it, but they can move on. We actually got a DM about this. Someone messaged to say that they were a quiet quitter, but it was only when their relationship was going through rocky periods. So whether they had a fight or whatever it was that they were going through, they would quite quit, but then they would just fall back in love with that person and everything would be fine again. Obviously, that's a really isolated incident. And like, yeah, as Jill said, if you are quite quitting because of something that's fixable like that, you might have a chance. But yeah, <laughs> for the long haulers, sorry, about it. maybe you have to break up. So I think we know now after listening to so many people and Jill that there are serial quiet quitters out there. Yes. Light pip. Not me. No, no. I just identify with some of those things. You're like, I... I don't want to label it. I mean... I don't have a problem... I'm I'm ticked. <laughs> You're like Zara, yup. Just yup. yup. Brady, yup. Tara. Babe, yup. yup. <laughs> oh no. I literally I'm trying. And I'm, I'm learning a lot from this actually because it is making me look inward and be like, why do I feel like this? Anyway. Mm. It's good to look I, inward, but we need to break this habit, right? Yeah, I think for even someone listening right now, we all struggle with being brave and knowing how to break up with someone. And I, I honestly think it comes from a good place. And I think with you especially, it comes from a good place. It comes oh. from not wanting to hurt the other person. Yeah. And we asked Jill for advice on this. And if you think you are the person who's doing the kind thing by not having that conversation and breaking up with the person, Jill says you're actually making it worse. You are hurting them now anyways your behavior is 
hurtful right now. And I'd also say like, is your behavior serving you and the relationship? And obviously it's not. So I think it's probably more looking at, okay, it's, it's never going to be comfortable. It's going to be awkward as hell, but I just kind of need to be true to myself and I need to honor my partner and just be real with them. Um, And the chances are that your partner might have an inkling about, you know, what, you know, the reasons behind this, or they might have absolutely no idea, but it's just, it's not fair to them if you haven't articulated that to them, you know. Jill with the hard advice once again, she honestly is the friend that we need. I need that on repeat. Yeah. I actually felt my stomach drop. I felt like I was getting yelled at in like gym class again. She's professional. But yeah, I feel like she's my friend and she's literally like, cut the bullshit, man. Like, she's like, that was directed to you. She's like, Pip, you're hurting people. Don't do it. Stop it. I know, I know, I know. It's not a good habit. Also, speaking of that hurtfulness, I know that we're joking heaps here, but I just want to stress that it is... It is really painful and I think, like I said about Zara, she said it took her years to heal over that experience she had with her ex because of all the gaslighting and because she thought this person was going to be the love of her life, they were going to get married, have kids. So if you're listening right now and you are still recovering and you're looking for ways to heal after someone has quite quit on you, here's Jill. That kind of process of healing and learning to, learning to live life without the other person like existing without you know this person that you've had this connection with is like super hard breakups really suck they suck massively (laughs) can take the longest time and you know like that is a process in itself it's also like important to say that you know sometimes we can know that we're not meant to be with someone but at the same time like desperately miss them too right like it's we just gotta like put it out there we just need to like get people to start breaking up face to face again no more ghosting (laughs) (laughs) okay d i'm feeling a little bit called out by this episode but in the best way possible because that's what the hookup's for it's about challenging yourself learning a little bit of laughter as well but yeah i didn't have a term for what this was and now i do quiet quitting and i think that we've seen so many people get in touch with us on our Instagram saying the same thing. They were like, oh shit, this has happened to me or I am the quiet quitter. So the more we talk about it, the um, quicker we can kind of fix things. Totally. And it's, I feel like in a way it's kind of therapeutic to have a name for something, to be able to be like, this was my experience. This is valid. I went through this. Mm. And yeah, we just also couldn't do it without you. So thank you so much for everyone who messaged us and shared all their experiences because there were so many and so varied um, on our Instagram at Triple J The Hookup. You can message us anytime about this episode or about a different topic you want us to cover or maybe you saw a TikTok and you're just like, oh my God, what the fuck is this? Can you please talk about it? Um, Or maybe there's someone you want us to interview. I don't know if you've already listened. Shout out to Esme James in our podcast feed about um, kink history. That was, I think it was Imogen messaged us and was like, you need to interview this person. Anyway. It was like probably one of my favorite interviews I've ever done. Yeah. So we're always taking your tips and advice and any dilemmas that you need solving, get in touch and you can email us as well. um, Thehookup at abc.net.au. We'll catch you next time. Bye.